This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marlo Dan. Forbidden Dragon. .blogspot.com The Divine Comedy by Dante Alighieri Translated by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Inferno Canto 31-34 Inferno Canto 31 one and self-same tongue first wounded me, so that it tinged the one cheek and the other, and then held out to me the medicine. Thus do I hear that once Achilles' spear, his and his father's, used to be the cause first of a sad and then a gracious boon. We turned our backs upon the wretched valley, upon the bank that girds it round about, going across it without any speech. There it was less than night, and less than day, so that my sight went little in advance, but I could hear the blare of a loud horn. So loud it would have made each thunder faint, which, counter to it following its way, mine eyes directed wholly to one place. After the dolorous discomfiture, when Charlemagne the holy emprise lost, so terribly Orlando sounded not. Short while my head turned thitherward I held, When many lofter towers I seemed to see, Where had I, Master, say, what town is this? And he to me, Because thou peerest forth, Art worth the darkness at too great a distance, It happens that thou errest in thy fancy. Well shalt thou see, if thou arrivest there, How much the sense deceives itself by distance. Therefore a little faster spur thee on. Then tenderly he took me by the hand and said, Before we farther have advanced, That the reality may seem to thee, Less strange, know that these are not towers, But giants, and they are in the well, Around the bank, from navel downward, One and all of them. As when the fog is vanishing away, Little by little doth the sight refigure, where the mist that crowds the air conceals, so piercing through the dense and darksome air, more and more near approaching toward the verge, my error fled, and fear came over me, because as on its circular parapets Montenegrione crowns itself with towers, even thus the margin which surround the well, with one half of their bodies turreted, the horrible giants whom Jove menaces, even now from out the heavens when he thunders. And I of one already saw the face, shoulders and breasts and great part of the belly, and down along his sides both of his arms. Certainly nature, when she left the making of animals like these, by taking such executors from Mars, and if of elephants and whales she doth not repent her, Whosoever looketh subtlety, more just and more discreet, will hold her for it. For where the argument of intellect is added unto evil, will, and power, no rampart can the people make against it. 
His face appeared to me as long and large as is at Rome the pine cone of St. Peter's, and in proportion were the other bones, so that the margin, which an apron was down from the middle, showed so much of him above it that to reach up to his hair three Frieslanders in vain had vaulted them, for I beheld thirty great palms of him down from the place where man is mantle buckles. Raphael me amorec isabari almai, began to clamor the ferocious mouth, to which were not befitting sweeter psalms. And on to him, my guide, soul idiotic, keep to thy horn and vend thyself with that, when wrath or other passion touches thee. Search round thy neck, and thou wilt find the belt which keeps it fastened, O bewildered soul, and see it. Where it bars thy mighty breast. Then said to me, He doth himself accuse, This one is Nimrod, By whose evil thought one language in the world Is still not used. Here, let us leave him and not speak in vain, For even such to him is every language As his to others, Which to none is known. Therefore a longer journey did we make, Turned to the left in a crossbow shot, Off we found another far more fierce and large. In binding him who might the master be, I cannot say, But he had pinioned close behind the right arm And in front the other, with chains, That held him so begirt about from the neck down That on the part uncovered it wound itself As far as the fifth gyre. This proud one wished to make experiment on his own power against the supreme Jove, my leader said, whence he has such a guerdon. Enfilades is his name. He showed great prowess. What time the giants terrified the gods. The arms he wielded, never more he moves. And I to him, if possible, I should wish that of the measureless Briarus these eyes of mine might have experience. Whence he replied, Thou shalt behold Antaeus, close by here, who can speak and is unbound, who at the bottom of all crime shall place us. Much farther yon is he whom thou wouldst see, and he is bound and fashioned like to this one, save that he seems in aspect more ferocious. There never was an earthquake of such might that it could shake a tower so violently as Enfilates suddenly shook himself. Then was I more afraid of death than ever, for nothing more was needful than the fear if I had not beheld the manacles. Then we proceeded farther in advance, and two Antines came, who full five ells without the head forth issued from the cavern. O thou who in the valley fortunate, Which Scipio the hair of glory made When Hannibal turned back with all his hosts, Once brought a thousand lions for thy prey, And who hast thou been at the mighty war Among thy brothers, some it seems still think, The sons of earth the victory would have gained, Place us below, nor be disdainful of it, There where the colt doth lock Cochitus up, Make us not go to Tidius, nor Typhius. This one can give of that where here is long for, Therefore stoop down and do not curl thy lip. Still in the world can he restore thy fame, 
because he lives and still expects long life, if to itself grace call him not untimely. So said the master, and in haste the other, his hands extended and took up my guide, hands whose great pressure Hercules once felt. Virgilius, when he had felt himself embraced, said on to me, Draw nigh, that I may take thee, then of himself and me one bundle made. As seems the caricenda, to behold beneath the leaning side where goes a cloud above it so that opposite it hangs. Such did Antaeus seem to me, who stood, watching to see him stoop, and then it was I could have wished to go some other way. But lightly in the abyss, which swallows up Judas with Lucifer, he put us down, nor thus bowed downward may he there delay. But, as a mast does in a ship, uprose. Inferno Canto 32 If I had rhymes both rough and stridulous, as were appropriate to the dismal hole down upon which thrust all the other rocks, I would press out the juice of my conception more fully, but because I have them not, not without fear, I bring myself to speak, for tis no enterprise to take in jest to sketch the bottom of all the universe nor for a tongue that cries Mama and Babo. But may these ladies help this verse of mine, who helped Amphion in enclosing Thebes, that from the fact the word be not diverse. O rabble ill-begotten above all, who are in the place to speak of which is hard, t'were better ye had here been sheep or goats, when we were down within the darksome well beneath the giant's feet, but lower far, and I was scanning still the lofty wall, I heard it said to me, Look how thou steppest, take heed thou do not trample with thy feet the heads of the tired, miserable brothers. Whereat I turned me round, and saw before me and underfoot a lake, that from the frost the semblance had of glass and not of water, so thick a veil ne'er made upon its current in winter-time Danube in Austria, nor there beneath the frigid sky the dawn, as was here, so that if Tabernick had fallen upon it, or Pytropania, and the edge would not have given a creak, as to croak the frog doth place himself with muzzle out of water, when it is dreaming of gleaning oftentimes the peasant girl, live it as far down as where the shame appears, where the disconsolate shades within the ice, setting their teeth onto the note of storks. Each one is countenance held downward bent, from mouth the cold, from eyes the doleful heart, among them witness of itself procures, when round about me, Somewhat I had looked, I downward turned me, and saw two so close the hair upon their heads together mingled. Ye who so strain your breasts together, tell me, I said, who are you? And they bent their necks, and when to me their faces they had lifted, their eyes, which first were only mixed within, gushed over the eyelids, 
and the frost congealed the tears between, and locked them up again. Clamp never bound together wood with wood so strongly, whereat they, like two he-goats, butted together, so much wrath o'ercame them. And one, who had by reason of the cold lost both his ears, still with his visage downward, said, Why dost thou so mirror thyself in us? If thou desire to know who these two are, the valley whence Bizzino descends, belong to them, and to their father, Albert. They from one body came, and all Cadia thou shalt search through, and shall not find a shade more worthy to be fixed in gelatin. Not he in whom were broken breast and shadow at one and the same blow by Arthur's hand. Phocacia not, not he who me encumbers, so with his head I see no farther forward, and bore the name of Sassel Mascheroni. Well knowest thou who he was, if thou art Tuscan, and that thou put me not to further speech, know that I, Camusion de Pazzi, was and wait Carlino to exonerate me. Then I beheld a thousand faces, made purple with cold, whence o'er me came a shudder, and evermore will come at frozen ponds, and while we were advancing towards the middle, where everything of weight unites together, and I was shivering in the eternal shade, whether twill or destiny or chance I know not, but in walking among the heads I struck my foot hard in the face of one. Weeping he growled, Why dost thou trample me, unless thou comest to increase the vengeance of Monteperti? Why dost thou molest me? And I, my master, now wait here for me, that I through him may issue from a doubt. Then thou mayest hurry me, as thou shalt wish. The leader stopped, and to that one I said, who was blaspheming venomously still, Who art thou, that thus reprehendest others? Now who art thou, that goest through Antinoria smiting, replied he, other people's cheeks, so that if thou wert living, t'were too much. Living I am, and dear to thee it may be, was my response, if thou demandest fame, that mid the other notes thy name I place. And he to me, for the reverse I long, take thyself hence, and give me no more trouble, for ill thou knowest to flatter in this hollow. Then by the scalp behind I seized upon him, and said, it must needs be thou name thyself, or not a hair remain upon thee here. Whence he to me, though thou strip off my hair, I will not tell thee who I am, nor show thee, if on my head a thousand times thou fall. I had his hair and hand already twisted, and more than one shock of it had pulled out, he barking, with his eyes held firmly down. When cried another, what doth ail thee, Boca? Is not enough to clatter with thy jaws, but thou art? But thou must bark. What devil touches thee? Now, said I, I care not to have thee speak, accursed traitor, for unto thy shame I will report of voracious news. Be gone, replied he, and tell what thou wilt, 
but be not silent if thou issue hence of him who had just now his tongue so prompt. He weepeth here the silver of the French I saw. Thus canst thou praise it him of Dura, there where the sinners stand out in the cold. If thou shouldst question be who else was there, thou hast beside thee him of Beccaria, of whom the gore at Florence slid asunder. Gianni del Salendier, I think, may be yonder with Ganelian and Tibelido, who opted for Zania when the people slept. Already we had gone away from him, when I beheld two frozen in one hole, so that one head a hood was to the other, and even as bread through hunger is devoured the uppermost, and the other set his teeth, there where the brain is to the nape united. Not in another fashion Tydeus nod the temples of Menelipidus in disdain, that that one did the skull and the other things. O thou who showest by such bestial sign thy hatred against him whom thou art eating, tell me the wherefore, said I, with this compact, that if thou rightfully of him complain in knowing who ye are and his transgression, I in the world above repay thee for it, if that wherewith I speak be not dried up. Inferno Canto thirty three. His mouth uplifted from his grim repast, that sinner wiping it upon the hair of the same head that he behind had wasted. Then he began, Thou wilt that I renew the desperate grief which wrings my heart already, to think of only ere I speak it. But if my words be seed that may bear fruit of infamy to the traitor whom I gnaw, Speaking and weeping shalt thou see together. I know not who thou art, nor by what mode thou hast come down here, but a Florentine thou seemest to me truly, when I hear thee. Thou hast to know I was Count Ugolino, and this one was Ruggieri the Archbishop. Now I will tell thee why I am such a neighbor. That by the effect of his malicious thoughts, Trusting in him I was made prisoner, and after put to death I need not say. But ne'ertheless, what thou canst not have heard, that is to say, how cruel was my death, here shalt thou, and shalt know if he has wronged me. A narrow perforation in the mew which bears because of me the title of famine, and which others still must be locked up had shown me through its opening many moons already, when I dreamed the evil dream which of the future rent for me the veil. This one appeared to me as lord and master, hunting the wolf and whelps upon the mountain for which the Pisans cannot Luca see. With sleuth-hounds gaunt and eager and well-trained, Gugliandi, with Sistamondi and Lalafrianchi, had sent me out before him to the front. After brief course seemed unto me forspent the father and the sons, and with sharp touches it seemed to me I saw their flanks ripped open. When I before the morrow was awake, moaning amid their sleep, I heard my sons, who with me were, and asking after bread. Cruel indeed art thou, if yet thou grieve not, thinking of what my heart foreboded me. 
and weepest thou not? What art thou want to weep at? They were awake now, and the hour drew nigh at which our food used to be brought to us, and through his dream was each one apprehensive. And I heard locking up the under door of the horrible tower, whereat without a word I gazed into the faces of my sons. I wept not, I within so turned to stone. They wept, and darling little Anselm mine said, Thou dost gaze so, father, what doth ail thee? Still not a tear I shed, nor answer made all of that day, nor yet the night thereafter, until another sun rose on the world. As now a little glimmer made its way into the dolorous prison, and I saw upon four faces my very own aspect. Both of my hands in agony I bit, and, thinking that I did it from desire of eating, on a sudden they uprose, and said they, Father, much less pain twill give us if thou do eat of us. Thyself did clothe us with this poor flesh, and do thou strip it off. I calm me then, not to make them more sad. That day we all were silent, and the next. Ah, abdurate earth, wherefore didst thou not open? When we had come on to the fourth day, Gatto threw himself down outstretched before my feet, saying, My father, why dost thou not help me? And there he died, and as thou seest me, I saw the three fall one by one between the fifth day and the sixth, whence I betook me. Already blind, a groping over each, and three days called them after they were dead. Then hunger did what sorrow could not do. When he had said this, with his eyes distorted, the wretched skull resumed he with his teeth, which, as a dog's upon the bone, were strong. Ah, Pisa, thou uproarium of the people, of the fair land there where the sea doth sound, since slow to punish thee thy neighbors are. Let the Capabria and the Gorgana move, and make a hedge across the mouth of Arno, that every person in thee it may drown. For if Count Ugolino had the fame of having in thy castles thee betrayed, thou shouldst not on such cross have put his sons. Guiltless of any crime, thou modern Thebes, their youth made Ulogosione and Regatta, and the other two my song doth name above. We pass still further onward, where the ice and nether people ruggedly in swaths, not downward turned, but all of them reversed. Weeping itself there does not let them weep, and grief that finds a barrier in the eyes turns itself inward to increase the anguish. Because the earliest tears a cluster form, and in the manner of a crystal visor, fill all the cup beneath the eyebrow full. And notwithstanding that, as in a callous, because of cold all sensibility its station had abandoned in my face. Still it appeared to me I felt some wind, whence I, my master, who sets this in motion, is not below here every vapor quenched, whence he to me, 
Full soon shalt thou beware thine eye shall answer, Make to thee of this, Seeing the cause which raineth down the blast. And one of the wretches of the foul crust Cried out to us, O soul so merciless That the last port is given on to you, Lift from mine eyes the rigid veils That I may vent the sorrow Which impregnes my heart a little, Ere the weeping recongeal. Whence I to him, If thou wouldst have me help thee, Say who thou wast, And if I free thee not, May I go to the bottom of the ice. Then he replied, I am Friar Elbigerio, He I am of the fruit of the bad garden, Who here a am getting for my fig. Oh, said I to him, Now art thou too dead, And he to me, How may my body fare up in the world, No knowledge I possess. Such an advantage has this Potamia, That sometimes the soul descendeth here Sooner than a tropos in motion sets it. And that thou mayest more willingly remove From off my countenance these glassy tears, Know that as soon as my soul betrays, As I have done, His body by a demon is taken from him, Who thereafter rules it, Until his time has wholly been revolved. Itself down rushes into such a cistern, And still perchance above appears the body of yonder shade, That winters here behind me. This thou shouldst know, if thou hast just come down. It is Sir Branca de Oria, And many years have passed away since he is thus locked up. I think, said I to him, thou dost deceive me, For Branca de Oria is not dead as yet, And eats and drinks and sleeps and puts on clothes. In mode above, said he, of Malbranche, There were as boiling the tenacious pitch, And yet has Michael Zance not arrived. When this one left a devil in his steed, In his own body, and one near of kin, Who made together with him the betrayal, But hitherward stretched out thy hand forthwith, Open my eyes, and open them I did not. And to be rude to him was courtesy. Ah, Genesee, ye man at variance with every virtue, full of every vice, wherefore are ye not scattered from the world? For with the vilest spirit of Romagania I found of you one such who for his deeds and soul, already in Cocytus baths, and still above in body, seems alive. Inferno, Canto thirty-four. Vixilla regis prodient inferni, toward us. Therefore look in front of thee, my master said, if thou discernest him. As when there breathes a heavy fog, or when our hemisphere is darkening into night, appears far off a mill that wind is turning. Methought that such a building then I saw, And, for the wind, I drew myself behind my guide, Because there was no other shelter. Now was I, and with fear in verse I put it, There where the shades were wholly covered up, And glimmered through like onto straws and glass, Some prone or lying, others stand erect, 
this with the head and that one with the soles, another bow-like, face to feet inverts, when in advance so far we had proceeded, that it my master pleased to show me the creature who once had the beauteous semblance. He from before me moved and made me stop, saying, Behold this, and behold the place where thou with fortitude must arm thyself. How frozen I became and powerless then! Ask it not, reader, for I write it not, because all language would be insufficient. I did not die, and I alive remain not. Think for thyself now, hast thou aught of wit, what I became, being of both deprived. The emperor of the kingdom Dolores, from his mid-breast forth issued from the ice, and better with a giant I compare, than do the giants with those arms of his. Consider now how great must be that whole, which on to such a part conforms itself. Were he as fair once as he is now foul, and lifted up his brow against his maker, which may proceed from him all tribulation. Oh, what a marvel it appeared to me when I beheld three faces on his head, the one in front, and that vermilion was, two were the others that were joined with this, above the middle part of either shoulder, and they were joined together at the crest, and the right-hand one seemed twixt white and yellow, the left was such to look upon as those who come from where the Nile falls valleyward. Underneath each came forth two mighty wings, such as it befitting were so great a bird. Sails of the sea I never saw so large. No feathers had they, but as of a bat their fashion was, and he was waving them, so that three winds proceeded forth therefrom. Thereby Cocytus wholly was congealed, with six eyes did he weep, and down three chins trickled the tear-drops in the bloody drivel. At every mouth he with his teeth was crunching a sinner, in the manner of a break, so that he three of them tormented thus. To him in front the biting was as naught unto the clawing, for sometimes the spine utterly stripped of all the skin remained. That soul up there, which has the greatest pain, the master said, is Judas Iscariot. With head inside he plies his legs without. Of the two others, who head downward are, the one who hangs from the black jowl is Brutus. See how he rise himself and speaks no word. And the other, who so stalwart seems, is Cassius. But night is reascending, and tis time that we depart, for we have seen the whole. As seemed him good, I clasped him round the neck, and he the vantage seized of time and place, and when the wings were opened wide apart, he laid fast hold upon the shaggy sides, from fell to fell descended downward, then between the thick hair and the frozen crust. When we were come to where the thigh revolves, exactly on the thickness of the haunch, 
the guide, with labor and with hard-drawn breath, turned round his head where he had had his legs, and grappled to the hair, as one who mounts, so that to hell I thought we were returning. Keep fast thy hold, for by such stairs as these, the master said, panting as one fatigued, must we perforce depart from so much evil. Then through the opening of a rock he issued, and down upon the margin seated me. Then towards me he outstretched his weary step. I lifted up mine eyes, and thought to see Lucifer in the same way I had left him, and I beheld him upward hold his legs. And if I then became disquieted, let stolid people think who do not see what the point is beyond which I had passed. Rise up, the master said, upon thy feet. The way is long, and difficult the road, and now the sun to middle tierce returns. It was not any palace corridor, there where we were, but dungeon natural, with floor uneven and unease of light. Ere from the abyss I tear myself away, my master, said I when I had arisen, to draw me from an error, speak a little. Where is the ice, and how is this one fixed thus upside down, and how in such short time from eve to morn has the sun made his transit? And he to me, thou still imaginest thou art beyond the centre, where I grasp the hair of the fell-worm who minds the world, that side thou wast, so long as I descended, which round I turned me thou didst pass the point to which things heavy draw from every side, and now beneath the hemisphere art come, opposite which overhangs the vast dry land, and neath whose cope was put to death. The man who without sin was born and lived, Thou hast thy feet upon the little spear Which makes the other face of the Judicia. Here it is morn when it is evening there, And he who with his hair a stairway made us, Still fixed remaineth as he was before. Upon this side he fell down out of heaven, And all the land that Willem here emerged for fear of him, made of the sea a veil, and came to our hemisphere, and peradventure to flee from him, what on this side appears at the place vacant here and back recoiled. A place there is below, from Beelzebub, as far receding as the tomb abstends, which not by sight is known, but by sound. Of a small rivulet, that there descendeth through chasm within the stone, which is gnawed with course that winds about and slightly falls. The guide and I into that hidden road now entered, to return to the bright world, and without care of having any rest. We mounted up, he first and I the second, till I beheld through a round aperture some of the beauteous things that heaven doth bear. Thence we came forth to re-behold the stars. End of Inferno Canto 31-34
End of the Divine Comedy, Inferno, by Dante Alighieri, and translated by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Recorded by Marlo Diane, April six to seven, two thousand and six, Piscuit West, Prince Edward Island.